Welcome to episode eight. Episode eight. This is the formerly known as Emotional Damage Podcast. I say formally known as because in this episode eight, I actually changed my focus. So I changed the name of the podcast to Who Taught You? And the focus of the podcast, instead of being just about men's issues, it is now more, it's now a broader, um, a broader topic or broader focus where I'm focusing on uh, marriage issues and men's issues and women issues and parenting issues and just life issues in general. Right. And so uh, this is the first episode. Uh, Let's call this a relaunch. Okay, let's call this a relaunch. You may be asking, where did I get the name from? Who taught you? Well, the name of my upcoming book is Who Taught You How to Do Marriage? And I took the name of the podcast from that because I feel like it was a good way to introduce various topics uh, that I want to talk about and discuss. So that is uh, the change that has happened. Now, this first episode... Even though, although this is episode eight, it's the first episode, like I said, in this focus. So this one is going to be, uh, who taught you how to do life? Who taught you how to do life? Now, let me tell you, let me tell you what happened as I was, as I was preparing or trying to record this particular episode. So yesterday I was trying to record the episode and it was going okay, but then uh, my no, I became extremely congested. So I've been dealing with some kind of congestion for like a month now. I don't know what it is. And it's just congestion. It's no other kind of symptoms or anything. But anyway, I was so congested. I could not finish the podcast. So I said, you know what? I'll wake up in the morning. I'll record it, edit, and then I'll put it out. Right. So that was my plan. So I shut everything down. I go to the garage to hang out because I go to the garage to hang out. Uh, some of you may not know I'm a woodworker and I do all the kind of stuff. So I'm in the garage, chilling, hanging out. But I started to, I start to think about some of the things that I was saying in the podcast before I had to shut it down. And so as I'm thinking about that, something told me to start recording. So I started recording uh, myself in the garage. Now, when I talk to myself all the time, not just not just like when I was recording last night, but whenever I talk to myself, I always talk as if I'm talking to an audience. That's just how I talk. And it's, I'm just talking to me, but I, I talk as if I'm talking to an audience. So I recorded it. And when I finished, my mindset was, wow, that was really good. Like that could have been the podcast. Um, and so my, my, my plan was to wake up this morning, listen to what I said last night, take notes, And then, you know, basically reproduce what I said in the garage last night. But as I was trying to do that, what I realized was last night was a moment. At least it was a moment for me. Okay, And so instead of trying to recreate that, I said, you know what, I'm actually going to just play what I recorded in the garage. So that's exactly what I'm going to do. I am I'm going to play what I recorded last night in the garage. Now, I recorded this on my iPhone. Right. So you're going to hear background noise. You're going to hear a lot of you may not understand everything that I'm saying because I wasn't I was talking to myself. I wasn't recording for a podcast. Right. But I don't want to try to recreate what I you know, the things that I said. And so 
I'm going to play that for you. And then I'll come back at the end and make a few comments about it. And then that'll be the episode. Okay. So I hope this blesses you the way that it did me, man. It was really good. So anyway, here's the recording from last night, raw and unedited. So I'm in the garage hanging out and I had a thought. Uh, Song says, he'll be a father to the fatherless. That's what one song says that he'll be a father to the fatherless. Uh, I can say that I have never doubted that. I've always believed it. Um, Never ever thought of it never thought it would apply to me. But as I'm standing here contemplating my life, and uh, this is after, you know, I was doing my podcast. It was a failed attempt at the podcast because my nose was stopped up. But after um, that, it was still on my mind about God's grace and God's hand on my life. So I'm standing here contemplating my life or, you know, thinking about my life. And what I realize is, although there was not a man in my life that took me under his wing and taught me how to do life, my father or no one else, uncles, no one. The closest thing to that was pastors. And I had three pastors per se let's see pastor uh uh elder bobby d butler and then my second uh dr michael p williams and then dz cofield those three uh by proxy i mean from a distance you know i learned some things but No one taught me how to do life. This is crazy. This is blowing my mind. No one taught me how to do life. Y'all not working with me. Nobody taught me how to run a business. Y'all not working with me. Here's the thing. With no one ever teaching me any of this, I realize I've been looking at my life the wrong way or or as Myron Golden would say I've been looking at the negative side but because there's always two sides I've ignored the positive side so the negative side I know by heart because I'm always studying that I made so many mistakes I regret all the mistakes I've made I regret the way I parented I regret the way I chased women I regret the way I uh, was so empty and looking for love in all the wrong places on the outside of me. I regret all of that and think about where I could be at 50 versus where I am now. Think about how uh, I could have learned how to handle money and all this kind of things. I could already be rich, right? Thinking about all that, that's the regret side. But tonight, the positive side came to my mind. So I'm going to say it again. Nobody And it's interesting. I've been, this has been something that's been playing in my head. Every time I discover something new, I'll sing a part of James Cleveland's song, uh, just the part where it says, Nobody told me 
And the point is, nobody told me that. Like, nobody told me that's how you handle that situation. Nobody told me not to do that. Nobody told me I should do this first and then do that. Like, nobody told me. I've regretted because of where my life is at 50. But at 50, my life is not where it should be. That was your chance to shout right there. At 50, so, so based on the fact that I was born to a teenage mother, based on the fact that my entire life She's been depressed and self-absorbed. Not because she's a bad person. That's just because how she's learned to do life, right? Um, Add to the fact that I never had an emotional connection with my dad. Add to the fact that throughout my life, not another human being has been close enough to me to really parent me or mentor me into a great man, great business person, any of that. So, can I put it in numbers for you? If I if 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 I was given zero and I started zero, how do I get to fifty? And have 75. Yeah. If I started with zero and no one gave, zero plus zero is zero. How do I end up at 50? I'll say with 65. How, 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 do, I end up, how do I end up at 50 with 50, 45? See, I've been focused on the fact that I showed up at 50 and I'm not 85. Meaning 85% of the life that I want, all things that I'm regretting, you know, mad because at 50, I'm not at 85. But sir, (laughs) how you explain not still being at zero? The only answer that fits, the only answer that makes sense, the only answer that goes here is if it had not been for the Lord on my side, tell me where would I be? I'd be at zero. Like I would, I would be at zero. Now, how do I know that? Because I know some folk who are at zero. If not zero, yeah, yeah, they, they're at zero. <laughs> they, they're at zero. So my point is, it's not that me being wherever I am past zero, it's not that that was inevitable. Like, who, who says that that was inevitable? No. That had to be a God. That's what I learned from Darius Daniel's message today. God will use a fig. We want an instant, miraculous God show up in the bedroom flash of light kind of miracle. But God will use a fig like he did with Hezekiah. Like he'll use, God will work, God can heal miraculously what we know it's a miracle. Or he can heal through a doctor 
where the patient goes through whatever regiments or whatever that the doctor says and God heals that way. It's still God. How do we know that? Because we can't control outcomes. Only God can. So, but that brings me to my other point, you know, talking about Darius Daniels. And this is actually where I started. And then I just walked y'all backwards. Where I started is right here, actually. I was thinking about how I've never had a man in my life to speak into my life closely, like, you know, like I said, mentor or whatever. And then I thought about the man that I am, the man that I'm still becoming, you know, um, I've become this by watching other men. And, 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 and wow, wow, something else just hit me right now, just right now, fresh Every single one of the men who have shaped me and are shaping me now are pastors. Y'all, y'all, y'all missed it again. Look, they're pastors, meaning they are men of God. Wait a minute. Are you telling me that even though you did not have a father, I will be a father to the fatherless and I will use my prophets to speaking to your life to get you to where I want you to be. You want to be there before 50. You want to be there sooner. You want to take a different route. But I am the Lord thy God. I know what you don't know. I see what you don't see. And my plan is to never leave you fatherless. So the father wounds that you got, I've been here all the time. But you keep looking to a man and your man issues. You should have been handled that because I am your father, Clifton. I am your father, right? It's like Luke and Dark Vader. Like, I'm your father. And I've put these men in your life at various times to move you and to shift you. And let me tell you something. Starting at zero, the man that I am today. You know, it's interesting. Over the last few weeks, I've been like asking that. That question comes up every now and then. Man, why am I so driven to self-improvement? Like where I learned that from? Why? Is my business doing so well? No one taught me how to do business and I'm making six figures. Like, why, you know, like I'm living way better than my parents could have probably ever thought. But how? I know more about God than they ever knew. How? Like they lived on the same planet. They had access to the same information. If it had not been for the Lord on my side, tell me where would I be? And so from now on, my goal, my focus is to, my goal is to focus on the positive, which is my plan says, I can't believe I'm at this place at 50. But when I look at the spirit man, I say, I can't believe that I'm at this place at 50. Y'all not working with me. When I look at what God has done in my life, I can say 
I cannot believe I'm at this place at 50. See, oh my goodness. See, you've been complaining about being so behind at 50. But what you don't realize is that you're supposed to be way so further behind at 50. How you get to where you are? How you get there? If it had not been for the Lord on my side, Doc, I don't know where I would be. I don't know where I would be. My goodness. I wish... Y'all could know what I'm feeling in this garage right now. Like, I, I, man, I'm full and it's bedtime. Lord, how you feel me up in this bedtime? But father to the fatherless, I need to find that song. I know I heard it in a song somewhere. I hope I didn't make that up, but it don't matter. He's been a father to me. Man, we miss, boy, I tell you. It's, it's, it's easy to miss God when you are focused on he's only going to move this way. This is what a miracle looks like. That is how God speaks. When you try to lock God in to a certain mode or method, <laughs> that's like having an eyedropper trying to get all the water out of the ocean. Just pick an ocean. Right. You take the eyedropper, say, okay, this is how God moves. And so all the rest of the water you miss. So if you don't move that one way, you stuck. And guess what? One time Jesus spit on the ground and it was enough spit to make mud. Do you know how much spit that has to be? Like, that's a lot of spit, bro. That's a lot of spit. He made mud and put it on somebody's eyes and opened their blinded eyes. So you tell me who would have thought that is the way God would heal blinded eyes? Who? Now, I know, I know it's impossible for me to know what every human being would think. And I know I'm, I, I'm, not, I'm not only finite, I'm really, really finite, meaning I'm not that smart. So um, take what I'm saying with a grain of salt. But I cannot imagine now human being thinking, oh, God going one day spit on the ground, use mud, put it on somebody's eyes, and they're going to be able to see. Nope. No, nope. And I believe that is just an example, an indication and an example that how you think I'm going to move, you can't predict. Your best bet is to have faith and close your eyes and just walk. I said close your eyes and walk because we're supposed to be walking by faith and not by sight anyway. But if you close your eyes and walk, then you can't you can't say I'm walking by faith, but then kind of step where it looks safe for you. Man, the name of the podcast tomorrow is uh, I mean, the, the episode for, you know, this new session is who taught you how to do life. This is uh, this going on the podcast tomorrow. I'm I'm at the retail this story.
I don't know if I'm gonna have the same passion, but um, I presume I will. I don't know. But oh wow, man, what a revelation for me! Lord, thank you. Who taught you how to do life? I can say God. <laughs> y'all not, <laughs> yeah, y'all, y'all not working with me. Y'all not, y'all not even paying attention. Did you hear what I just said? As Darius would say, like, who taught you how to do life? Not my father, not my mother, not now uncle, no grandpas, no grandmas, aunts, aunties. Oh, the same thing. Nobody, nobody told me. God taught me how to do life. That's right. Now, so does that mean, you know, uh, I blame God for all of the foolishness? That, no, no. I I blame, if you want to use the word blame, since that's your word, I blame God. <laughs> I blame God for uh, blessing me in spite of my foolishness. I blame God for um, letting my foolishness work its work in my life while he still put other people in my life to bless me. Listen, don't don't think there are people on this planet who do not know, never heard of Dr. Myron Golden. I promise you I'd have met some of them. Black folk, not just white folk, not just man, Look, I know some black folk never heard of Dr. Myron Golden. What's my point? My point is, I didn't ever have to meet him. And I haven't met him in person. It's been by, by proxy that he has changed my life. But I didn't have to meet this brother. I never had to come across this brother. But coming across him has been one of the biggest shifts in my adult life. Like, uh, the biggest shifts. This man, um, I, I can honestly say with everything in me, I've never met a man like him. Now, I am smart enough to know uh, the man in my head, because I've never met him and I don't know him personally, uh, the man in my head is what I'm talking about. But based on what I see and the consistency in his character, in his words, his love of God, his love for people, his wisdom, what I see, I've never met a man like him. But now I have come close. The next man close to close to that uh, was Dr. Michael P. Williams. Dr. Michael P. Williams was a brilliant, brilliant man. My goodness, he was a, he he was a walking history book, like, and it, it it seemed like he knew everything. It really did. It seemed like he knew everything, but the reason is I found out at his funeral that one of his philosophies was you should know at least ten to fifteen minutes about every topic that may ever come up. So then that you can get to Jesus and bring them to Christ or talk about Jesus, you know. And so I'm like, well, that makes sense because you anything you bring up, it's like he knew something about anything. Like if he met me, if I joined the church, he asked me what I do. I say, you know, I'm a woodworker. 
the next time you talk to next time I talk to him, he going to talk to me about woodworking stuff. That's crazy. I'm telling you, that was Dr. Michael P. Williams. I got most of I got most of my manhood, honestly, from him. He modeled uh, because I was with him the longest and um, seeing him be a man helped me a lot. It definitely made me to be um, I, I, I attribute the fact that I am not shady and I don't lie. Like when I say I don't lie, meaning um, like who I say I am, that's who I am. And uh, I, I attribute that to him. Like, I'm not a charlatan. I'm not shysty. I attribute that to him. I can't attribute to my attribute it to my background and where I'm from. Y'all don't know where I'm from, and I'm not. I'm not going. But it's not from my background, right? But anyway, so um, what? What a wonderful world! That song just came to my mind. If it had not been for the Lord Jesus on my side, tell me where would I be? When I play this back tomorrow, and uh, man, I might have to play this back and just kind of try to repeat it and like make that the podcast because, man, but I'm going to replay it. I'm going to take notes. And uh, Lord, you bless me tonight. You open my eyes. I can't wait to share this with my wife. Uh, I wish my nose wouldn't stopped up so I can go record this now, to be honest with you. But I can't do that because I cannot breathe. Breathe again. I can't breathe. Um, oh, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Let me get back to I was talking about Dr. Myron Golden. Right. Uh, I don't know if I finished that story, but let me let me get back to that. Let me get back to that. Um, I didn't have to meet Dr. Golden meeting him changed my entire life. Oh, I was saying, yeah, because I was saying I never met, met anyone like him. And Dr. Michael P. Williams is the closest thing to that. And I got a lot of hoop, hoop my manhood and um, directness and things like that from Pastor Williams. Uh, but back to Dr. Myron Golden, um, this brother, I don't know, like <sighs> he's he he has said things. He said things that I'd heard before and that I knew. But for whatever reason, this time it resonated differently. And I realized, y'all not even, you may not even believe this. I was shocked to find out that I was a Christian who did not read the Bible. Yep, that's it. That 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 silence was because that silence was because um, when that hit me in the face, I, I was silent, silent. I could not speak. It's like I don't. I was in awe. The fact that and and I I read the Bible. So I mostly read Proverbs, right? And I would read. Uh, some Psalms or something or from in church, I read scripture, right? I'm not saying that I never, ever read the Bible. So let me change what I'm saying, actually, because to make it more accurate, to make it more accurate, so you'll fully understand. I am a Christian who who did not study the Bible. That is completely accurate. Did not study the Bible. But watch this. Also a professed 
called preacher of the gospel and did not study the word. So I like I never really honest, if I'm honest, I knew that, but I didn't realize that if that makes sense. So anyway, I don't feel like explaining that. Um, when Dr. Golden talks about it and really it, it, he's, he would say that and I'm like, yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's true. Like I'm amening him. Right. But it's his actual teaching of the word that made me want to read the word more. And as I started reading the word, I started to real, I started to see things in the word that I never saw. But I'm not talking about new, like new scriptures. No, 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 no. I'm talking about very, very, very familiar scriptures or very, very familiar stories. I'm reading. And it is as if I've just read, I'm reading the Bible for the first time. It blew my mind. And that's when the conviction happened. It's like, bruh, you don't know the Bible like you think. And then here's what I realized. If, I, if I'm going to tell it, I might as well tell it all, right? What I realized is this. The majority of my Bible knowledge, the majority of my Yeah, Bible knowledge has come from preaching and teaching, meaning hearing, preaching and teaching, not from studying the word myself. Now, I have studied the word like before Dr. Golden. Yes, I have studied the word before, but it would not have been enough to suffice for anything. My point is I was a Christian who was not studying God's word. Why is that important, by the way? Because I learned from Dr. Myron Golden that the Bible is really a government book. It's about a king, a kingdom, a royal family, and the culturalization of a foreign land, that land being earth. Right? Heard Dr. Golden say that. And so if the Bible is the government book and I'm under his government because I'm a Christian, Meaning I'm in the kingdom and in the kingdom, the king has the first, middle and last say. From the birds to the ants on the ground, to the people, to everything in the land, the king owns it all. Right. In a monarchy, the king owns everything. And so the Bible is the government book to teach you about the kingdom. If if. If it's a if it's a if it's if it's a, a government book teach about the kingdom and you're supposedly in the kingdom, why would you not study it? So um, all that is because I met Dr. Myron Golden. And then when I realized, hey, you know, as a man of God, because his favorite his favorite book of the Bible is Genesis and he talks about it a lot. And one day, I don't know, he said something about the Torah and I realized, hey, you know what? You have not even read the first five books of the Torah. You haven't even read the Torah, which is the first five books of the Bible. Like, how are you a man of God? And you haven't done that part. And I told myself, I am no longer allowed to be called a man of God. Now, I'm always a child of God because Christ died for me and I accept him as my Lord and Savior. Like, we good. So I'm a child of God. But the title of man of God, nah, that's nope. 
they're not me no more. I don't, not that that's not me. It was never me, but I'm not wearing the title because I'm not going to be a liar. Uh, if I become a man of God, which is I'm working on, when I say working on, meaning um, not like, you know, I'm trying to be a man of God. No, I'm just saying since meeting Dr. Myron Golden, uh, my relationship with the Bible has changed. Like I can't wait to wake up in the morning to study, not yeah, not read the word, study the word. So I normally make my morning time with God an hour. So like I put it on my calendar, five to six or six to seven, whatever time, right? It's hour. Um, for tomorrow, I put it on the calendar for two hours. But my schedule is of such where I don't have a client to 12 o'clock. So if it go past those two hours, because I realized after meeting Dr. Myron Golden and I started studying, number one, the study is like it's fun and it's interesting and you lose track of time. Because I was on one of those one hour study periods. Next thing I know, it's like, like two and a half, three hours. One time I studied the Bible um, since me and Dr. Golden. I know it was like four or five hours. It was it was just it was I was just devouring it. So. My point in saying all of that is I did not have to meet that brother. I started at zero. I could have stayed at zero. But God, who taught you how to do life? God taught me. Man, just bless me. Okay, this recording is long enough. What time? How long is this? Oh, damn, that was on 30 minutes. Oh, that's what's up. So that's what I that's what I recorded of myself last night in the garage. And I woke up, so I woke up this morning with a different level of gratitude for where I am in my life currently because I recognize and realize that uh, the only reason I am where I am is because of God's grace. So when I came up with the when I came up with this topic of who taught you how to do life, the intent was to you know talk about life, talk about things that I've learned, had to learn on my own and the difficulties in that and to kind of just like educate you on some things, but really kind of go through things that no one taught me. And uh this turned out differently because uh, while it is true no one taught me, I typically focus on that as a negative. But man, I was able to see last night how much of a positive it is. And that's why I want to focus my the rest of my attention. That's why I want to focus on the rest of my uh, life, really, on how I am where I am because of God's grace. And yeah, I've said that before verbally and I knew that, but it never hit me the way that it did last night. So anyway, I hope that this episode blessed you. I hope that it was impactful for you like it was for me. Uh, one of the things that I say is if you learn it wrong, you will live it wrong. So what have you learned that you need to unlearn? OK, so anyway. I look forward to sharing with you next week. You guys take care. Have a great week. And I will um, talk to you next episode.